Welcome to Mother Vessel, a podcast for women, mothers, and vessels. I'm your host, Mame Nyamache, and this is another episode of the podcast, episode seven, where we're going to talk about raising children with faith. And I have a special guest who's going to sit down, keep it real, and open up about how she looks to raise her children with faith. Now, before we introduce our guest, I do want to acknowledge you all and thank you. We just celebrated Thanksgiving last week, and I took some time to reflect and just be thankful for all that God has done in my life with Mother Vessel, this community, the podcast, and I'm very, very grateful. God has been faithful all throughout the year, and he continues to be faithful, and I couldn't just let the holiday go by without taking that moment. So I hope that you also had a wonderful Thanksgiving and that you also had an opportunity to sit down, pause, and just be grateful for life, for the gift of motherhood, the gift of children, the opportunity to be a vessel, and so much more. I am thankful for you, and I hope that you can find a reason to be thankful. And also, as we are heading into Christmas and New Year's, I hope that you have time to sit down and just celebrate and embrace your family, your friends, your children, and reflect on the year, reflect on the good times and some of the bad times, because those are opportunities to learn and grow, and that you close out the year on a high note as a vessel. So let me introduce our guest. Our guest is Afi Dua. Afi is a believer, she's a daughter, she's a sister, she's a wife, and she's a mother to four beautiful children. She is also an educator for over 14 years. Shout out to all the educators out there. She's also an investor with her husband as they strive to build generational wealth for their children. And she's very active in her church and in her community. And Afi's going to sit down with me and talk about the journey of being a mother and how she introduces faith to her children, how she maintains faith within her home. So help me welcome Afi to the podcast. Afi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Hi, yeah, I'm really excited. You are one that I have known for quite some time and I have admired and I'm really looking forward to today's talk about what it means to you being a mother, how your motherhood journey has looked like, and some things that you have done to incorporate into your journey to impact and pour out into your children. So I know I'm going to be listening in and probably taking some things away, and I'm sure the vessels who are listening will as well. So Afi, you have many hats, many roles. And one of them is being a mother. What was life like before becoming a mother? When I look back on it, I was was very carefree and, yeah, and naive, I think. I didn't have to worry about anyone but myself. Very much independent, get up and go and come as I pleased. I could spend my money on 
clothes and shoes and you know <laughs> making myself you know a, a certain way and it's not that I, I can't do that now but my priorities have changed as a mom um, my focus has changed as a mom so um yeah even the way uh my outlook on life was very it was much simpler um I could just get up and go yeah yeah and also, I may have also had this very, um, oh, naive is a good word for that, because, you know, before I had kids, I wanted six. Oh. Before I had kids, I, I wanted six kids because, you know, I grew up in a household where, like, it was just always so live and so much was going on. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I just just love to be surrounded by all of this. And then... Um, you know, that's, of course, before becoming a mom. And after you get a little bit of experience, <laughs> I think reality sets in and you realize like, oh, there there are some limitations to this. But mm-hmm. and I was definitely naive and and carefree in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you got close to the six, though. So you, you were. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think four is close. Okay. So, you know, you're not far off. But I think a lot of women, mothers, if you speak with them, you oftentimes hear a response similar to that that life looked different and you don't realize how much time you have or you don't have. You don't realize how a lot of things you did were more about yourself. Mm-hmm. And now your priorities have shifted. And when you look back, you would think, oh, my goodness, I was carefree. I was just living my best life, doing whatever without okay. a care. But now there are responsibilities, commitments, and just priorities that it changes your focus and your outlook on life altogether. Absolutely. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a reality. And it's not a bad thing. But I think I like to look at it as a means of showing that we grow. Absolutely. I, I mean, and I don't think there's, I mean, these are just like words we're using to describe. People can be carefree and that's okay. It's it's definitely a, a seasonal thing, you mm. know, like mm. there's a season where you're allowed to be naive. There's a season where you're allowed to be carefree, yeah. um, especially once you get into motherhood, you look back on it and you say, hey, I had my time. Now it's time yeah. to focus, to shift focus because I've, I've already in- enjoyed yeah. that season in life. And now I'm in a new season where it's like, okay, it's not all about me. With great pleasure, I'd rather focus on mm-hmm. the young people here in front of me. Yeah. And you can still live your best life now that you've shifted focus because now you have life that you're sharing with others and watching them grow and just experiencing life. So it's just a different element altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So life before, life now. What has the motherhood journey looked like for you? If I could just share one thing that I'm remembering about, like, I just, I remember just a huge difference between like before I, before I had kids versus after I, like just the way I watched the news was different. You know, Mm. when I watched the news, 
it's like, oh, that thing is happening. Oh my, okay. You know, like mm -hmm. that happened over there. When you're a mom and you watch the news, like there are huh. times when I cry watching the news, like, oh my goodness, somebody's child. Oh yeah. my goodness, that could have been my kid. Yeah. Oh my, what happened to a toddler at a daycare? What are they doing at the schools on the school bus? You know, like yeah, the way it, it really hits the you. Point differently you know and then that's where that lens comes in there's this new lens that we wear as, as parents that we didn't have prior to being being parents so i'm just throwing that out there oh that's so good that's really really good i'm glad you brought that up because sometimes i avoid watching the news mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of where my mind will go absolutely because you you just you can you I don't know what it is. It's like you can relate. You can put yourself in that position. You think about like, what if, how about this? And it can be a lot sometimes. And I mean, in today's society, especially with the kids at school. Oh, gosh. Girl. Like, girl. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'll be honest, before motherhood, unfortunately, I would just be like, you know, yeah, that's sad. But, you know, I just kind of go about my day. Right. Mm -hmm. But now it's constantly on my mind. And that's just one example. But yeah, that's a good point about the news. That's mm -hmm. a good point. Yeah. And like and like when when you become a mom, you're you're this kind of um you're this gatekeeper, you mm, know. Yes. Like you see things that are going on outside through the news, and then you're like, not in my home. Not come not not with a six foot pole. It's not coming not 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 near my tent is what is what it turns into. And as like the gatekeeper, it's like uh there are all of these different forces and entities coming in to creep into your homes. And like I feel like all I'm doing right, I'm like let's trying to put out these fires. I'm trying to put out these fires. And then this is where like my faith comes in because I remember that, like, I can't do it all. There's this verse that's like, if, if it's not the Lord that keeps the watchman, the watchman watches in vain, right? Uh, uh. So I'm like, I'm over here trying to, like, put out these little fires. And I'm like, Lord, it's you that's taking care of these kids. It's you. It's you who's taking care of these. Like, I know I'm a gatekeeper. I, I'm a gatekeeper. But, Lord, it's you that is taking care of these little ones. Um Yes. Yeah. It, it That's very profound. I'm actually doing a Bible study now on the armor of God. And mm -hmm. I, I look at that passage completely different now mm -hmm. because for me, I'm not just putting the armor on for me. Right. Right. For my home, for my children. Mm -hmm. So that gatekeeper, like I'm just trying to, do I mean ultimately there are things I'm just gonna be like Lord this is all you <laughs> you know I'm Absolutely. gonna surrender to you but the things that I can do mm -hmm. that I'm equipped with and that's a lot of times tapping into my faith right I I look at it differently now right right absolutely absolutely yeah mm -hmm. I mean like as as you're as you're bringing it up the full armor of God is something that it was two summers ago, which is one of the perks of being a teacher. Um, in my heart, I wish I could homeschool my kids, really. Mm. Uh, in my heart, I wish I could. Um, but I get two months in a year where I get to be their teacher in the house, their sole teacher. 
Mm-hmm. And during the summers, they know it is it is Mama Dua's Christian Academy, you know, like science and tech and art school international, you know, whatever name, whatever I want to add to the, the, you know, to the end of our name. But like, and then we have our, our schedule. And when I tell you the summer where we studied Ephesians chapter six, 10 to 18, we memorized the full armor of God at, at, at that time, Joy was four. She's she's my youngest and she was four years old. And she could recite for you from 10 to 18. Wow. The armor of God. And it's because of this idea of being a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. The idea that, listen, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Some right. of the things that we see on TV, the things that we see in the media outside when we're going to the park, the different things that you see, this world is not as you see it. Yeah. Oh, like it's not as you see it. It's much as funny because they they recently came to this understanding. I don't want to scare the kids because what I want them to understand is they have victory. So mm-hmm. they don't need to walk in fear, you know. Mm-hmm. But recently they came to this like this realization that this world that we live in is quite dark and there's a lot of underlying things that they seem good on the surface but underneath there's yeah. something wicked and nefarious about it yeah and they came to me recently with it i said this is why we put on the full armor of god because we know we don't wrestle against flesh and blood yeah and the rule is the powers of this dark world that's what it is and when we put on our armor we have our our, our breastplate of righteousness our sword of the spirit you know, like we, yes. you know, we have all of these tools here to help us so we don't have to walk and fear, worry so much about what's going on as long as we understand these, these principles. But it was one of the best summers that we had because we were able to have these conversations and I've watched these kids. And sometimes we look at kids like, what can kids really say? What can they really mm. produce and things like that? But when you really sit down and have these conversations, they will blow your mind with what they already know and the connections that they're able to make it preaches to you in fact there are many times when kids have said something to me and i'm like whoa like lord that was a word for me Mm. out of the mouth of these babes yes and i'm curious to know from your example um that you brought up in your experience like how are other ways that you have incorporated introduced maintained your faith as a mother and letting your children see and experience that? Oh, I think what's really important for our kids to see is that like mommy needs God. Mommy needs Jesus. Mm-hmm. In order for me to be a good mother to you, I have to be tuned in. I have to, yeah. I have to have already drawn from him in order to pour into you. So if it means that mommy needs quiet time, I need quiet time where I could reflect or meditate. Sometimes I'll, I'll walk into my quiet place or into my room and close the door. I said, mommy's praying, come back in two minutes, come back in five minutes, you know, yeah. like go downstairs, count to 20 and then come back, you know, count slow, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes those are the things that we have to do or say, you know what, come back at, you know, at this time or when you go look at the digital clock, you know, for those of them in my house that can't tell time yet. <laughs> you know, and when and when you see that eight zero zero, then, you know, you can come and see me, you know, mm-hmm. at that time, because sometimes I need I absolutely need that that moment um, to reflect sometimes just to, sometimes just to even just sing to myself. 
just to sing, like just to listen to some praise and some worship. Because it's, it's a lot going on in our environment. You know, like we're not just moms, we're wives, we're professionals, we're, you know, we're business people. We have other endeavors and ministries and things like that that we're involved in. And sometimes we just need a quick moment <laughs> to just, to just like tune in. Sometimes I'll, I'll find myself, you know, sometimes just being short with the kids. And it's like, you know what? I, I need a time. I myself need a timeout and I need to go and just have my moment so that I can go ahead and, and pour into them. That's one of the things that I make sure that, that I do. And we don't shy away from hard conversations in my house too. And everything that we talk about, we, everything serious, we try to find how that lines up with, with God's word. We've had to have a few difficult conversations because of what they've picked up at school yeah. or situation with what kids from outside of um, our home have, have, you know, said or done to influence our kids. And then they bring it back to share with their siblings. And then I have to step in, Madam Gatekeeper, <laughs> you know, and say like, hi, we don't do things like that in our house. Yeah. That doesn't fly here. We don't use words like that or we don't appreciate putting people down and things like, you know, just having to have those kind of conversations in the house. So they do pick things up from outside. Yeah. Can't even help it, you know. Yeah. And then it's the world we live in. So, right. I mean, they're going to be exposed or one way or the other. But I think what you're talking about is so profound. Having that conversation and directing them back to the word. Right. And I do believe those are all seeds that are being planted within them so that when they do leave the house, those seeds have been planted in good soil mm -hmm. and you will see the fruit of your labor. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, with with the kids and for me, introducing and maintaining faith, it's something that I'm constantly praying about and thinking yeah. about and even just conversations with them even right. if it is the ride to school mm -hmm. or you know no you don't do that I think <laughs> there was one time my daughter <laughs> she was really going in on her older brother and I'm just like how can you like no 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 mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and you know what the verse of the week <laughs> this is what the verse of the week is going to be is going to be Ephesians uh, I think it was Ephesians 4.32. And it was like, be kind and tenderhearted. That's right. Forgiving one another. Yes. Who <laughs> Christ forgave you. Listen, this is how we have to make these, these scriptures real to the kids. I love that. I and love that. It, it was so funny, too, because my son picked it up real real quickly. But she, the one who needed the verse, <laughs> I say, it took a while. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going we gonna to get through this, right? <laughs> you know, those, those are ways that, you know, I try to incorporate faith and maintain faith and introduce faith. Um, but I do believe that it's important, especially if you are a believer, to make that a point in the home. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned it, but it'll surprise you how it comes back, how, mm. it, how it shows up. So the first day of middle school... Really, it was middle school orientation, and it's me and my my eldest son in the car. He's going to the sixth grade, and there's the orientation. So it's not the official first day, but, you know, just to kind of get them to prepare for the first day. So he's in the car, and he's like, Mom, I'm, 
I'm just so scared and I'm so nervous. I say, you know what? You don't have to be scared. You don't have to be nervous. Um, I know it's natural because you don't know what's ahead, but mm-hmm. you don't have to be. He says, you know what? He said, Joshua 1, 9, mm. have I not commanded you? Wow. Be strong and courageous. Do oh. not be terrified. Do not be discouraged for the Lord thy God will be with you wherever you go. And when I tell you I got choked up in the car trying to hide my tears from my son, that in that moment when he felt like he was out of sorts and he just didn't know what to expect and he was feeling that fear and anxiety like bubble up in him, he tapped into that scripture and I said, Lord, you have done it. You have it. Like if I don't do anything else Mm. on this earth as a mother, if my children can come to know Christ mm. and can call on him whenever they need help or can remember those scriptures that we've drilled here in the house or, mm-hmm. you know, then I know I have done my job. I don't have, I don't have to get another degree. Mm. I, don't have, I don't have to get a promotion. I don't have to do anything within my business. Like if my children <laughs> can lean on the Lord yeah. Everything that they do, then my mission here has been accomplished personally because it brought me to tears. It's like, Lord, we are producing children that are that are growing to be a light and they're going to go out there and make an impact. And that came from me. That came from my house. That came from my womb. Yeah. Lord, that is an accomplishment. And like I was like. I'm like, what a testimony for yeah. me, a personal testimony for me that these kids do listen and they can apply these things in those moments when it's tough. Like, so like, oh, Lord, let me just take a deep breath. Yeah, no, that's because, so beautiful. And because that also shows you that our faith and the word that we stand on, it applies and is relevant to yeah. all ages. Yes. 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 And he, he was, he had just turned 11 at the time, but that was the scripture that we learned during the pandemic mm-hmm. at that time at home. It's like, okay, so this week, this is what we're memorizing this one right here, you mm-hmm. know? And, and he pulled that from, from his, his, his little, his little box of box of scriptures. He pulled that at the time when he needed it. And I thank the Holy Spirit so much for reminding him of that scripture and then using it to bless and encourage me in that moment. Say, you know what? Don't give up on, don't give up on sharing these scriptures with the kids. Don't give up on talking to them like that and having these one-on-one moments with them. I'm a a mother of four. I don't know that I mentioned it, but as a mother of four too, it's, it's, you get so caught up with each and every child in a sense that sometimes you don't get that one-on-one uh, time with them when you have them all together. So in that moment when I had him, it was just me and him, and he was able to reveal that to me. It encouraged me so much. It's like, you know what? Sometimes at the end of the day, I wonder, like, what have I done with my kids today? It's just been a long day, and there's bickering, and there's fighting, and there's cleaning, and there's fussing, and there's folding, and there's, you know, there's all these things, homework, and there's all these things going on. And sometimes it's like, I don't get that, 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 moment sometimes with each kid or how are these, how are they even doing, you know? But in these moments you realize that they're, they're, they're doing just fine. You know, like sometimes, sometimes as moms, we, 
I don't know. Sometimes we can second guess ourselves and become insecure about how well we're doing with them, you know? Um, and in those moments, it'll remind you, it's like, you, you, you're doing just all right. You are doing just fine, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I like to say that motherhood is a ministry. Mm. Yeah. I, I think sometimes we overlook the fact that we have children that God has given to us. And we are ministering to them and it it doesn't always have to be, you know, sit down and do scriptures. That's great. But with our actions, our words, our lifestyle, and they are really looking at us. And I truly believe as believers, yes, you have ministries in the church and you have ministries outside the church evangelizing and everything, but also within your home. Yes, 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 yes. In your home. It's a ministry. And sometimes, you know, for church folks, ministry can be a little tiring. Motherhood can be a little tiring sometimes, you know? Is it only a little? Is it only a little? Oh, but there's so there's so many rewards in it. But man, it's it's work. You know, it's not for the faint of heart. You know, but but God clearly entrusted us with this role of motherhood. So we just we take our we take our yeah we yeah. So I look at it as okay, this is my ministry as well. This is a way that God can use me to bless these children with um, faith in God with understanding who God is, um, certain values that they can take and carry on in their life. And I like what you said, to be a light, because mm-hmm. that's that's what they, their purpose is. That's what our purpose is, is to be a light. Right. And there are times, like you said, that you just feel like, okay, am I doing enough? Did I really show the love of Christ in that moment when I no. was like, you know, going off? Um, but it's also reassuring when your children come back to you and say Mm -hmm. something or, you know, have an action or whatever. And you're like, ah, Mm. they got it. They got it. That seed that was planted maybe five months ago. I see it. I see Mm -hmm. it now blossoming. And so that's, it's beautiful. Sometimes it's hard, but it's, it's, it's a ministry. That's the way I look at it. Oh my God, it is, it is. And it really surprises me how many times it comes up in these situations with our kids at school. Like the word of God is so practical in that, like when these situations are happening, you can have conversations and you can go back to something that, that, you know, maybe you learn from a a discussion of, you know, or a sermon we heard or a scripture that we discussed or you know, like, cause even as you're sharing that, I'm just reflecting on, like, even as we minister, we like every day, there's like a, a sermon of some sort every like, or, or let's say weekly where there's a situation that arises where we have to tune in and say, okay, so how should we address this situation? You know, my son had somebody who was, who was an issue for him at school oh. and he had, <laughs> Anyhow, I won't I won't go too far into the situation, but essentially, um, me being 
you know, a protector also. I'm like, I don't want anybody, you know, to give my son a hard time. If somebody does this, you remember that you, you know, that you defend yourself. And, you know, so I, I get into that talk. But even even then, and my husband gets all riled up. He's like, oh, put your fist up. Let's, let's, let's okay, let me show you. This is this how you got to do it. This is how you got to, in case, then this is what I want you to do. You know, so my husband is trying to say, listen, you, you're a doer. I want you to step it up. And, you mm-hmm. know, was ready trying to, you know, prepare him. And then at the end of the night, he came to me, he said, mom, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with, you know, with the way our conversation ended. I said, said, why? He said, because I think he was like, because I think that might, um, you know, cause more trouble. Okay. I said, you know what? Well, I know you're not comfortable with it. We're not quite sure what to do, but what we do know is that we should pray for our enemies. So Mm -hmm. let's take a moment now to just pray for him. We don't know what's going on or why he approached you the way he did or whatever the case is or, you know, what triggered it in him that caused, you know, this conflict. Mm-hmm. Pray for our enemies because that's what we're supposed to do. And the following day, this kid, <clears throat> this very kid that that we were praying for, um, this very kid actually, like, you know, was spending time with the counselor and it brought up the situation and ended up coming to my son, like saying, Hey, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done that kind of thing. It was like, Whoa, like, so we prayed for our enemies and the situation took care of itself. Like, yeah, just, there was a shift. So it's like, you know what? Like, I mean, and I'm learning from these kids too, because I also realized that we also have our own, uh, <laughs> Our own nature, you know, because I'm over here like, okay, put them up. You don't let anybody, you defend, you know. Um, I'm with you too. I'm ready to go to battle. Like, yes, yes. These are our babies, you know. Yeah. So like everything in me was like, you, you, you know, ready to to defend. But at the end of the day, also, you know, like just as we're up and ready to defend, there has to be, it has to be wisdom in some of these things too. You know, we have to exercise wisdom. So yeah. um, it did help us to to pray about that situation and to pray for our enemies in that moment. You don't know what God will do with these things, but mm-hmm. uh, we've learned a lot in this in this short middle school season. He's just a sixth grader. He's, you know, it's almost the end of the year, but we've learned a lot in this this one little this year of transition. But mm-hmm. um, yes, wow, and I'm sure him being the oldest, his siblings also see. Mm-hmm. He will also follow suit as well. So it it really starts in the home. It really does. And if you are a person of faith and if you're not a person of faith, I encourage you to tap in to God because mm-hmm. this journey that we are on as mothers, it only takes the hand of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are moments. Afi said it. She has sometimes a mommy timeout where yes. she to go in and just pray or you know, reflect. And I believe those are moments when God is literally like, okay, you're, you're surrendering to me. So let me direct you in how to move forward or how to address this or what to do. Yes. And if you don't have words to pray, just put on some music, put on some gospel, put on something to just help you to get centered, just remind you of this walk that we're walking right here. And yeah. 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 I always think about what my mom used to say when we were growing up and she would often say like, you may be the only Bible that someone ever reads. Indeed. Indeed. And I even think about it with my children that Mm. my actions and what I do, let them see you praying. 
Let yeah. them see you worshiping. Mm-hmm. Let them mm-hmm. see you in tune with God because then they also see that as well. And they are watching and they are taking that in and you are introducing them to God. You are showing them that God is real and you're showing them the power of God in your life and their lives as well. Yeah. Amen. 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 So Afi, what Mm -hmm. do you enjoy most about being a mother? Oh my goodness. I think one of my, I guess, most enjoyable moments um, or what I enjoy most about being a mom is that I get to, I get to relive life again. Mm. So, like I experienced life as a kid already. Mm. And now I get to experience it through the eyes of a child. We just talk about the beauty of like, oh, you know, like running and jumping the fence and, you know, going to the pool, having ice cream, riding your bikes and, you know, watching your favorite shows and sneaking away to go chat with your friends. And, you know, like all of those experiences, even like going places and seeing things that used to amaze us as kids. They don't amaze us now as adults because we've lost that, that, that innocence in a sense, but Mm -hmm. to see life through the lens of a child when they see things you see it for the first time all over again and to me it's so refreshing and it gives me a heart of it gives me a heart of gratitude imagine you know seeing an elephant up close like whoa like look at this massive you know and if you go a few more times you're like okay it's an elephant Mm -hmm. Go to the zoo with a child and let them celebrate that elephant and remind you, like, that is pretty amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, look at his, look at how, ma- look at his ears, look how massive it is. You know, like, yep. you know, one of those small examples of just how you get a second chance at life and you get to do it better because now you're like in that position of power where you can control more mm-hmm. than you can control as a kid. Um so that's what I enjoy. We get to go places we didn't get to go when we were kids and do things we didn't get to do. So um, that's what I enjoy the most. A, a second chance of being a kid, you know, a second chance of being a kid. So um, I appreciate that. It definitely gives me that heart of gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear you on that. There are moments and even places that I will take the kids and mm-hmm. tell them like, mommy used to go here when she was a kid or we used to do this and they're like really oh my goodness and like to see them get excited yes. about it it just brings so much joy to my heart yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's a priceless moment man I, you can't pay for that you no. know those are, those are the simple pleasures in life it doesn't doesn't cost you anything it's just time you know time with your kids just to see life again with them yeah yeah I see, and I I know the vessels who are listening see that you are truly a vessel. You pour out in so many ways in your various roles, but specifically in your home, pouring out to all of your children and specifically pouring out your faith so that they can see and experience faith Mm -hmm. as well in God. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to share about any person or persons that have been a vessel to you and poured 
into you? So many people I've pulled from. An obvious one would be my mom. She was the first vessel that I could just watch. And um, she was my, my first example. In fact, one thing that was tough about becoming a mom was the pressure of trying to live up to being like her because she was just so good and so selfless. There are times when we would all come home tired, but she would make sure that we had something to eat. She would make, you know, like it's like she's like so self-sacrificing and was such a great example to me of what love looked like. I was kind of nervous. Like, can I, can I really, can I do that? Can I do it with my mom? You know, one of those rewarding moments is when my mom sees me and she's like, you're doing such a good job, baby. You're doing so well. And I'm like, oh God, thank you so much. (laughs) It means, it means, it It means means a lot. lot. It does. It does. Yeah. But she, she was that one that, that kept us in our faith all the time. I mean, like we were those kids at all nights. You know, like Mm. have these all night prayer and praise and worship programs. And sometimes we're the only kids there. And sometimes when they were kids, um, you know, when parents see that we were there, then other parents will start to bring their kids too because he's like, okay, well, if 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 Gladie brought her kids, then me too, I can bring my kids, you know, it's just what it was. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we we were those kids that had a, a sense of spiritual things early in life and yeah it's just it's, and it's, it's the grace of god that we were able to hold on to those things and then even pass it on to our own kids so she would definitely be our num- my, my number one vessel but then i guess another shout out to my younger sister it's interesting as she says that she looks up to me but i admire her so much four years her senior and she is rocking it as a mom she she just had a baby and yeah. She is, she is really, uh, she is doing the good fight right now. She is, she is fighting the good fight for her family and the way she manages things. I just see all this wisdom in it. And I'm like, whoa, like you figured that out much earlier than I did. (laughs) So I, I, I admire, I admire women who have like tapped into other areas and say, you know what, with all this that I've tapped into now I have this, um, understanding of how to approach things and, and raising my kids and the way she talks to her husband, Hey babe, let's, why don't we team up like this? And I'll do it this time. And then you do it. And the way they figured it out, I'm like, wow, like that's wonderful. It took me a while to figure that out. So it's like, so th- those are a couple of vessels that, mm-hmm. that, that I admire. Yeah. And it's interesting how, what your mother poured into you of introducing and incorporating faith you are actually doing it with your children. Mm-hmm. And it's that's the beauty of being a vessel is what we pour out, it actually continues. It yeah. doesn't just stop there. So it's generational, right? Exactly. Exactly. Generational. Exactly. Exactly. And the fact that this journey of motherhood is a community and you can look to one another, regardless of age or anything. Like you just mentioned your younger sister who probably looked up to you her whole life mm-hmm. and you are even mentioning her as a vessel that you looked look to and that just shows you that we are a community we can grow yeah. we can learn from each other and just share experiences and just continue to blossom as vessels mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah Ooh, this has been awesome this has been <laughs> awesome is there anything you want to share or a last point as a 
as a mom having multiple kids, I just think it's important to take that time away with each child and make sure that sometimes sometimes it can be overwhelming as a mom, but sometimes if it, it's it's more quality than quantity if if you spend five minutes with your child reading or having that conversation, it matters that you sitting next to them while you're on your phone and they're on their iPad for an hour, you know, like if if you're sitting next to each other, but not interacting, it doesn't mean much, but that five minutes where it's like, okay, let's just, let's just talk. How was school today? Really? And how did that make you feel? Or, oh, let's read this book together. You know, um, those, those little moments that don't have to take long, but it matters so much more than just that 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 time. So I, I just want to. Yes, that's yeah. a really good one. That's a really good one. And in those moments, you'll probably hear something like you shared with your oldest son, how he even quoted scripture at that moment. That was a reminder for you. So definitely mm. take advantage of those individual times. That, that's really good. Ooh, vessels. This has been another, and I know I say every episode is great, but really, I really do enjoy them. And I believe each of them are great. It's been another great episode on the Mother Vessel podcast. Afi, I thank you so much for being willing to join me on the podcast, for pouring yourself out, sharing your experiences and your outlook. I have been blessed and I know that the vessels have been blessed as well. So I really do appreciate you so, so much. Uh, it is honestly my great pleasure to be here with you. I'm extremely honored and humbled that you would see me fit to join you here on this wonderful platform that you have uh, created to share and create a, a space for, for vessels, for mothers to come together and listen and create that community. So God bless you and the works of your hands. Keep up the good work, sis. I'm behind you cheering for you, girl. You, it's all God. It's amen, all God. Amen. 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 Yes. Thank you. And Afi, real quick, in the event that someone would like to reach out to you personally, um, can they DM you on Instagram? Yes, you you can DM me. It is private, but send me a send me a message. Uh, <laughs> okay. T T E A underscore Lady Eleven. Uh, that's my Instagram handle. So that's T E A underscore Lady. 11. All right. That's awesome. Well, Vessels, this has been great. Tap into your faith, incorporate your faith, introduce your faith in God to your children. It will go far. It will take you far. It'll take the children far. And if you are not a person of faith, I invite you to come to know God as well. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Mother Vessel if you would like to learn more. You can also email me at info at mothervessel.us. I'd be happy to chat with you. This has been awesome. I have been truly blessed. And until next time, Vessels, I say continue to shine and thrive. Later. <laughs>